Now on Sports Talk, it's SC Wild with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer is here to take your questions about the great outdoors in South Carolina. Give him a call at 888-898-2525. It's SC Wild from DNR on the Sports Talk Radio Network. Hey, welcome back to Sports Talk. It's time for SC Wild with Major Billy Downer. Got a special guest tonight, and the weather is getting warmer, Major Downer. I certainly feel it here on the coast. So uh, it, it's time to start start talking about boating and boating safety. Keep yourself safe and, and keep the other boaters safe out there as well. Absolutely, Smitty. It's that time of year as we approach uh, warm weather in South Carolina. We're not even out of February yet, of course. We always see some cold snaps in March, but I know I was down in Charleston this past weekend for the Southeastern Wildlife Exposition, and there were boats on the water everywhere. Uh, you know, just a good, clean day, some blue sky, and there are boats out in the water in Charleston, and that happens year-round, as we've talked about in the past. So, yes, we're going to talk tonight to Geddes Brandon. He is with the South Carolina Boating Fishing Alliance. So I want to welcome him to the show tonight. Thank you, Geddes, for being a part of the show tonight with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Major Downer and Smitty. I've heard y'all's segment before, and uh, I'm just glad to be on here to talk about boating and fishing. And it's uh, crazy to think that a lot of those boats that you saw down at Seaway this past week are made right here in our state. So we're uh, glad to represent the boat manufacturers and fish and tackle manufacturers in our state, and uh, glad to be here tonight. Thanks for having me. So, Gettys, let's start off with that real quick for folks that may not be familiar with the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance. What is that and what do you do? Yeah, so uh, actually three years ago, um, last Friday, we publicly announced the formation of the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance. Here in our state, we have 28 boat manufacturers. We have the three largest fish and tackle manufacturers in the world, and they have a combined over $7 billion, and that's with a B, uh, impact on our state's economy. They employ over 27,000 people with the related uh, jobs that are related to the industry. Um, and, you know, these are some of the most iconic brands in the world uh, when you look at our boats that are made here and our fishing tackle uh, that, that's headquartered here. Um, and so we represent those guys, and, and I would start listing off all the names, but then I'll start forgetting a few. Uh, but you can see the full list of who we represent on our website at scbfa.com. Um, and, you know, we also represent the dealers, uh, marinas, anything to do with the waterways, uh, any, anything to do with the blue economy, uh, we represented our state house and, and uh, in different halls of government. Absolutely. So one thing I want to make a comment to the folks who are listening, you've heard me talk about Pittman-Robertson funds in the past and how uh, firearms manufacturing, ammunition, uh, archery all give toward what we do in the outdoors as far as hunting and fishing. The same applies to the boating and fishing industry in the form of the Dingle Johnson Act, which in effect basically provides money for public uh, recreation on the water uh, and provides a lot of money for our Department for Fisheries uh, and a lot of the activities right. we do to promote public fishing across South Carolina, including the striped bass fish hatchery, black bass hatch, uh, fishery, um, as well. So uh, a lot of good comes out of that that people just don't realize you know, every time you buy a boat, every time you're buying 
fishing tackle you're giving back to the sport uh, because those manufacturers, particularly those in South Carolina, are providing a lot of money that helps us provide uh, the outdoor opportunity for others. And uh, with exactly 300, so get us, we're around what? I think we're, we're at last count. I want to say 365. We may be a little more than that now. 365,000 boats registered in the state. Um, and that doesn't even include the thousands of canoes, paddle boards, and uh, you know, um, kayaks that are now so popular on our inland and coastal waterways. Uh, so boating is absolutely, I know in the past I've said this and I'll say it tonight, Alvin Taylor, my former director and colonel, would always say you can't hardly go anywhere in the state of South Carolina without seeing a boat in somebody's backyard. And that's just the truth. Um, so I know you were you you were afraid of to list off all the names of people not to you know to scare <laughs> so people you don't want to lose some of your folks that support your network oh, but I no, know no. but, but more, big more names I like the, the listeners <laughs> well but I, I want to tell people you know for those that may oh, not yeah. realize it Shakespeare's right here in South Carolina correct Dennis is that right that's right and then Shakespeare uh, uh, Major Downer they. Uh, were here in the early days and then actually merged into buying two, three, four other companies. Now they're up to 36 brands, and it's under an umbrella called Pure Fishing. It's the That's global right. uh, head. I mean, they're they're the biggest uh, tackle manufacturer in the world, and they're over in northeast Columbia. Um, and then you have Lou's Strike King, and now Zebco's bought out by Rather Outdoors over in uh, Lexington, South Carolina. And then you have Shimano down in the Low Country. Uh, and right. you bring up iconic brands, you know, you, you do have to mention it. Just offhand, our boat makers, you have Scout, Sea Hunt, Sea Pro, Sportsman, Key West, Tidewater, uh, Bentley Pontoon, Sea Fox, Sea Pro, Sportsman, Phenom. Pa- I mean, Pioneer. Are, <laughs> Pioneer, Bulls Bay, <laughs> Avenger. I figured Pioneer had their own segment on the DNR show. No, you know, no. DNR and Pioneer have a great partnership. <laughs> I was waiting. You kept forgetting. I was like, holy cow, he's not going to talk about Pioneer. No. So we do have a lot of great boat manufacturers and some really expensive boats. Uh, what's the big boat uh, company here that, uh, oh, my gosh. I, I, why am I forgetting Freeman the makes a huge boat Freeman. down there. And Absolutely. Then, yeah, Freeman. A heck of a fishing boat. And then you look at Scout. i got to give a special shout-out to them. They're about to unveil the largest center console fiberglass boat in the entire world. It'll be a 67-foot boat, and they will be wow. hopefully getting ready to let out the first one uh, by the first of the summer. So what's that going to have, five or six motors on it? or At, at least. Do we know? At least. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I would say six if I had to guess, but I could be wrong. Seeing quads on a boat is something, and now to see five and six on some of these Freeman boats I've seen is just it's unreal. But, uh, yes. So it is neat to see that we have so many manufacturers, again, particularly in the boating state that we are with all the people in the water. I know we just uh, we just finished up the Charleston Boat Show a couple weeks ago. And this past weekend, Geddes, you were a part of um, of a ribbing, or basically a rope cutting uh, for the Columbia Boat Show. Tell us about that for a minute. What was important about the Columbia yeah, Boat Columbia, Show? The Columbia Boat Show was great, and so was the Charleston Show. They're, they did a lot of selling at the Columbia Show uh, this past weekend, and it's under new ownership with the Midlands Boat Dealer Group here that started it back up. 
Um, and also it's uh, being produced by veteran boat show producers, uh, JBM and Associates. They do the Charleston show. They've done it for 20-some-odd years down there. This is their first year doing this show. So I think everybody's really happy with the turnout. Um, you know, Next year, hopefully I'm not getting out too far in front, but I do think it'll be on a different weekend than Seaweed and a different weekend from the Miami show. So it'll be uh, even better to have more boaters and anglers show up in Columbia and see all the boats that we, we make right here in South Carolina. Absolutely. So guess me back up a minute. We, we talk about the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance. Um, I, and you've been, this is what, three years now, as you said. Tell me a little bit about what you've been involved in. I know last year uh, you and I were at the State House a lot. Talk about a little bit about what you do for the boating industry in this state. Absolutely. So we have uh, lobbyists on hand that work uh, directly with our lawmakers to um, write and craft laws alongside DNR as well. I mean, last year was a perfect example of, of good collaboration between the private sector and, and government. I mean, Major Downer and I were at the State House some weeks uh, till five or six o'clock in the evening and, and doing it all over again the next day to make sure we had the best motor safety law that we could pass in our state passed and Big kudos to uh, Major Downer and DNR for putting their their foot forward on that for you know for quite a while, and we were just glad to be a small part of that. But um, so we work on everything from boater safety. Uh, we work on um, industry workforce. We've started a boat building school down at Old Georgetown Tech. Uh, we will be doing a ribbon cutting for a uh, a larger school that we're building down there um, later on this summer. Uh, we're working on, and I know the viewers or the, the listeners will love to hear this, we're working on uh, more favorable tax bills on boats. Um, so anything we can do to make boats boating more affordable in our state. Uh, we work closely with our, our freshwater fisheries chief, Ross Self, over at DNR. He's on our board, and so we're always advocating for the best funding we can get with uh, hatcheries. Because at the end of the day, Major Downer, right now at Santee Cooper, we have the Major League Fishing Tournament. We'll have Bassmaster Elite Series come to Lake Murray later on this year. Fishing is big business in our state, and the more pressure these lakes get, the more we have to keep up with it. I mean, I, I come from the bass fishing side of things, and so I still have a soft spot for freshwater fishing compared to maybe as, as many saltwater manufacturers as we have. You know, a lot of times when I'm, I can get in the weeds on freshwater fishing, and so Ross and I have some great conversations, but as much pressure as we have, we have to sustain that. And um, so anything we can do as an industry to say, yes, not only is this important to our uh, conservation side of things, this is also important for the economic side of things and, and creating the environment where people want to keep coming back to our state to fish. And so those are a few things we work on. Uh, you know, there's always uh, – a time where where defense comes into play as well, and and that's never with our uh, with Department of Natural Resources, but there are groups out there um, on the environmental side sometimes that that don't really want the user groups on the waterways as much or or in the woods as much. So you have to strike the balance of of conservation and what true conservation is, and so we try to be good examples for that. Absolutely, I, I want to. Uh... Also, make a point, I guess, about last year as far as the, the boating safety bill. Of course, we also had tremendous support of victims' families. Uh, namely, you know, Morgan Kaiser was front and center. Uh, Randall Smith and his wife, of course, also have always been have championed boating safety. 
uh, on Lake Murray, but across the state, we really had a lot of outpouring of support uh, for the Boating Safety Act and getting boating safety where, you know, we changed that to where it's, you know, going to be a born after date now. And I, I'm glad to see that. It's a slow move toward, uh, you know, complete compliance as far as everyone having to have boater education. But it was really, it was really neat to see the families come out, uh, people across the state, as well as our legislators who pretty much all fell behind it and supported this all the way to the end. So again, thank you for your support uh, from SCBFA as well, because I think that really helped us uh, take it to the end. Absolutely. Morgan and the Smiths were, were incredible, along with the other families that joined us at Lake Murray for the bill signing and uh, you know, Governor McMaster and, and all the legislators that were involved were, were uh, great in getting that through. And, and you know, Major Downer, as you know, uh, we're looking in, in you know, this year is probably not going to be the best uh, example of work of, of what an alliance or an association can do because we're going into an election year and we're going into the last year of a two or four year session. And so when we can really cut through all of, you know, maybe what the hot topic issues are in, in Democrats versus Republicans, the beautiful thing about this, the beautiful thing about voting efficient is it's nonpartisan and we, we try to do things that make sense. And it was great to see that the voter safety bill was able to cut through all that and get moved and get placed in the law this past summer. So, um, you know, that, that is conservation truly is a team sport and, uh, you know, boating safety and, and outdoors laws and bill making is truly a team sport. And so I, I think it's important for listeners to understand that, you know, we're, we're out there working together each and every day. I got, guess let me ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. What do you think the biggest issue facing boating in South Carolina is from your standpoint right now? I think access is uh, an important issue that, that needs to be continuously addressed. As, as we see uh, people get more involved in boating, get more involved in fishing, we have to make sure that our infrastructure can can support it. Um, you know, I know that it's not as big of a deal up here in the upstate and in the Midlands as it is um, down in Charleston where there's long lines on the weekends to get on the water, but anything we can do to work with, um, you know, our Department of Transportation or our DNR um, to create more, uh, and municipal governments too, for that matter, to, to create uh, larger ramps and, and to make the upkeep um, easier on our, our state agencies um, is super important. But, but not only access from the, the physical um, being able to get on the waterways, but access also, as I hit on a little while ago, is uh you know it, it's always under uh, under threat and um that is the one thing that our industry needs to continuously keep our eye on um you know we have uh different uh regulations on the federal side of things that are coming down the pipe right now um uh, that i would say is is the number one issue right now is there is a speed limit um uh, that NOAA is trying to place on boats over 35 miles of, uh, excuse me over 35 feet at 10 miles an hour or 10 knots or 11 half mile an hour out to 100 miles off of our east coast um, and that is for the endangered right well which we care deeply about the right well and care deeply about any marine mammals but when you look at the numbers only two wells have been struck off the coast of south carolina in 52 years so 
we just want to bring a balance and sound science and and sound reasoning to coming up with solutions um, to true conservation and how do we balance the economy and ecology uh, better and better with technology each year as we move forward. Uh, but I, I would say access, you know, that that is uh, that kind of even loops in what I just brought up about the, the well regulation. It's uh, it's certainly a threat to our industry. Absolutely. I know you and I talked at the boat show, uh, the little gathering there before the show opened up. You mentioned about aquatic weeds, too, and trying to work together on that. I, I think that's an interesting topic because, you know, we, we look back at the 80s, we think about uh, – Hydrilla, hydrilla, hydrilla. Well, you know, hydrilla is, is it's not non-existent. It's still there in some places, but it's not near the problem it was. But we have other uh, other plants out there, crested holding, uh, floating heart, that are just highly invasive uh, and choke off waterway areas and are hard to control, even from a chemical side. I know that uh, Santa Cooper has, is, is challenged with that. Uh, and, and who knows what the next aquatic weed will be that we deal with that we don't even know about today. Uh, it just seems like they just keep coming up. And as boating uh, boaters, I know you are concerned about supporting uh, uh, messaging to you clean Absolutely. your uh, clean your trailers off. And I think that that goes. Sometimes people don't think about it. But go ahead, tell me what you were. Let's kind of yeah, yeah, no. Recap that Whenever conversation. Whenever you pull your that's right. Whenever you pull your your boat out of the water, make sure you rinse it off. I'll tell you a quick story about this major downer. We were uh, working uh, closely with Bassmaster uh, quite a few years ago, and I actually worked there before I started the Boating and Fish Alliance with our our, our builders here. Um, they would actually have stops in some states where the boats would be inspected for invasive species. I mean, you see what it's done um, in California up north, and then you see it the Tennessee River, um, and this is not aquatic, but you look at the, the Asian carp uh, there. I mean, invasive species um, are quite simply not natural to the habitat that you're bringing them to. And that goes for a, aquatic vegetation as well. And so there's an overrun of different grass um, and and different vegetation in a few of our lakes. And, you know, we, we do what we can with grass carp, with chemicals, um, and at the end of the day, usually the, the grass that keeps growing is not the good grass that the fishermen on here are, are listening and thinking, oh, man, I wish they wouldn't talk about killing grass. No, this is the type of grass that gets in your crankbait and you can't get it off, that, that the fish aren't even around because it's just it's nasty. It's choking out the water and, and, and depleting the oxygen in the water. So, um, Absolutely. You know, I, I want to be clear to, 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 uh, to save you on that comment for sure. We're not talking about a dry, like a desert under the water. We don't want that. But we're talking about the invasive species and trying to take care when you get out of the lake to clean that off your of your trailer before you dip in somewhere else and spread it. That's what we're talking about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Now, you know, Lake Murray still before, has before you get attacked about something like this guy's trying to get rid of the grass. No, that's not what we're trying to do. No, I mean, heck, there's some there's some types of grass that would probably be good for our lakes, um, and oh. and there are there are certainly. But the thing is, is it's usually natural grass uh, that we're talking about, or native grass, um, because you know the, the invasive type it'll it it, it it's uncontrollable. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of things like that too that we need to to be keen on and and need to keep our eyes open to. And anytime you see stuff like that or you see something that might be invasive, 
Um, I, I know there's information on DNR's website to be able to reach out and, and be able to submit that information. But uh, definitely clean your boats off. Yeah, no doubt. I, and something else, guess we, we've talked about, uh, I think you and I talked about the other night as well, and this is something I think that often gets forgotten when we talk about boating because everyone hears me talk about life jackets, PFDs, Make sure you have enough. Make sure they fit the intended user. Make sure they're where you can get to them. Make sure they're in good working order. We hit that message, and we're going to continue to hit that message. We talk about registration, making sure your registration is up to date, understanding it's year by year now. Um, you know, having your registration card on board, fire extinguishers, whistles, all those things, whistle a horn, uh, running lights. Uh, but the thing that I think that we need to really hit on more is Nighttime boating, people really need to pay attention because our lakes have changed in the last 20 years. I, I think it's just Absolutely. tremendous. The amount of ambient light, as I call it, that's out there from just people building houses all around the lake, which is, hey, that's great. That's what brings people to the lake. Um, but you've got dock lights, you've got house lights, and all this ambient light out there and the little white round light that's important gets lost in that. So when you're boating, uh, I think I, I'm really going to start focusing on reminding folks when you're boating at night, you know, back off the throttle a little bit, really look out and keep a proper lookout. We talk about that all the time, how important it is to maintain a proper lookout at night. It's no more important time. Having that red and green bow light is crit critical so people can know what direction you're going. But that white all-around light, even if you got it on, can get lost in all that light out there. And people just really need to pay attention and focus at night because that's the time uh, that's just sometimes it's harder to pick it up, all the boats, amongst all that light that's out there. Absolutely. And, and Major Downer, one thing that, that we talked about as well is anytime you're talking in, in low-light situations, whether it's at dark or in the fog, remember the GPS is not a radar. Um, and it's it's not it is not a replacement for your eyesight. And so you know, there there are many people, especially in bass boats, that keep their eyes down on their GPS when they're running at night, and that's great. Know where you are based on your depths, but also realize there could be floating logs, there could be other hazards. So the best thing to do, as you said, is have a proper lookout, back off the the throttle a good bit, and uh, and be looking for those shoal markers, especially on Lake Murray and Lake Cartwell and some of the other Highland type reservoirs up in the Upstate. Um, but knowing that the GPS is not a radar is important too. That's a, that's an excellent point because you are right. We have gotten so sucked in on watching the GPS to see where we are. Even when we drive a car, I can't, I, I, I have to admit my phone's plugged in. I got my car play on half the time. I got the GPS on just because, because it'll tell you when there's a trouble ahead or there's, uh, uh you know, something in the, on the roadway or whatever, or a wreck or something. And we get so ingrained on that, when we get on the water, we do the same thing. And you're right, we keep our eyes off the water and off the road in front of us, basically, on the water. And that's that's a problem. we got to pay attention, no doubt about it. Well, Geddes, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. I know, Smitty, we got to be getting close part of our time. But uh, really yes, glad to have you on the show. Absolutely. I did not want to jump in and be an invasive species in SCY tonight. Yeah, that was good I stuff. I want to let you guys – yeah, I, I was tremendous. Geddes, thank you so much, and we'll certainly – I know. Yeah, thank you all for having me. We look, forward, on. we look forward to coming back on for sure. And, and Major Downer, thanks for all you do. Thanks for everything that SCDNR does. And, uh, Speedy, thanks for, for hosting this segment and, and allowing us to do this tonight. 
All right, well, Smitty, that'll wrap up another edition of SC Wild for me. And uh, thank again, thanks again to Geddes for being a part of the show. Absolutely. And, and listen, everybody, be sure to visit uh, scdnr.gov. As a matter of fact, Major Downer, finish it with this. Tell us one more time. Uh, you, you give it to us. Give us the, the life jacket. Give us the, the three points that you like to uh, always go over with boating safety. All right, so my last thing. Remember, maintain a proper lookout. Make sure you're paying attention when you're on the water. For more information on boater education, visit dnr.sc.gov. There it is, dnr.sc.gov. All right, everybody visit sportstalksc.com. We'll get you back up to date with what happened with Gamecock Baseball. They won in Clemson, Georgia Tech. They're going to be in the second half any moment now. Thanks, everybody. Join us tomorrow night, 6.05 for more.